Welcome to the Dental Master Series podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Vandermolen. This podcast is dedicated to helping you to become the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. Throughout this series, you are you will have the opportunity to hear and learn from people who have reached high levels of success in life and in dentistry. And these same people also genuinely want you to be able to do the same. I'm so honored to have uh, Dr. John Phillips back with me uh, today. Um, he's um, doing a few of these in these series, and there's just a lot of things, real important things that um, John and I wanted to talk about. And um, if you missed my introduction in the first one that we did, it just um, basically just I think what's important to know is that John Phillips has um, reached high levels of success in his practice. John and I have known each other for over 10 years. Um, our practices are very parallel to each other in a lot of respects, and uh, we learn from each other. And we're hoping that you and uh, and any, anybody else listening to this will learn from uh, John and John's experience and, and my experience as well. So welcome back, John. Really appreciate having you here. Matt, thank you. I'm so excited that, you know, you know, we're right in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic and, and, you know, the, the ADA shut us all down and, and now's the time to do this. We all have, have some time and, and what a, what a way to be passionate about dentistry, to be thinking about the future. And, uh, I, I'm just, this has been good for me, Matt, just to get prepared for today's talk. So thanks for having me again. Great. And of course, today's topic is um, uh, post-pandemic restart. And we're going to talk about the stage one practice. In our previous podcast, uh, John and I went over uh, what we call the four stages of, of a dental practice. And we just thought it really be appropriate to come back and uh, not only talk about um, some, some of the more details of what a stage pra one practice is and, and, and really our goal to get through it and move on to, to stage two, but as we were talking about this, John and I thought, you know what, um, we're all going to start over. We're, there's going to be a start date after this uh, pandemic is over, and there's going to be a start date. And really, what's going to be the important things uh, to, to start all over? And, and it is a kind of a unique experience. Uh, those of us that have been in dentistry for a while never thought we'd be really restarting. Um, you know, I started my practice from scratch in 2004. John, when did you start your practice I, from scratch? I started a scratch practice December of 1996. And like you, I, I never thought we would be starting over again. But but you really need to be thinking that this is a great opportunity to, in essence, start your practice from scratch. Just just wipe, wipe you know, start with a clean slate. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today, Matt. So so. So, so yeah, December of 96 was when we started. Okay. All right, great. So um, just to review a little bit from our last podcast about what a stage one practice is, um, you know, we called that sort of the average practice. Um, you know, it's a practice doing 800 to $1 million uh, gross uh, revenues. The dentist is taking anywhere from 90 to $200,000 home uh, net profit. Uh, we did describe it that, um, you know, that's a practice where the doctor is working really hard and, you know, they're working harder, faster, uh, longer. And, um, and there's a lot of stress with that and um, a lot of, um, I guess, confusion um, about what in the heck is going on, but somehow you're doing okay. And um, here we are, we're going to be launching back into practice again. And, uh, you know, those of us have been in dentistry for a while, we don't really want, you know, we don't want things to be chaotic. Um, and so John and I kind of put our heads together a little bit and we said, well, okay, this, we're starting again. It's 
kind of a lot like stage one, but what, what can we do? What can we plan about plan for now so that we, so that things are not chaotic, right, John? You know, I, I agree. I agree. And, and, uh, we, we talked about what, what were some strategies, what were some basic fundamental rules? If, if you were starting over from scratch, or if you're starting with this post pandemic restart, uh, what, what does it look like? What, what would you think the one or two or three most important things you would want to do first are? And that's what today's about, right? Right. And so, yeah, one of the things that uh, I'm sure everybody's going through right now is um, your schedule. Uh, so, you know, we were all shut down basically by the ADA made the suggestion, hey, you know, this is emergencies only and, and, and a lot of state governments uh, did the same. And so we're faced with, uh, you know, we had a schedule of some, whatever your schedule was. Now it's been turned on its head. And now you've got all these patients sort of out in limbo. And the question is, and, and I'm sure your team is asking this as well. Okay, we had all these uh, patients that, you know, were on the schedule for cementations, uh, denture visits, uh, post implant visits, all these things. Um, you know, where, where are we going to put them? How are, are we even going to see new patients? Are, are we just going to kind of finish up everything and go from there? Or what, what should be our plan? And so, um, you know, I, I think we have to go back to the basics like we're starting over. Is It is, it is nice uh, as opposed to starting scratch. You do have this built up. You have, you have patients. So um, you're not necessarily worrying about if there's going to be new patients. You've got patients already. But at the same time, we, I don't think we can ignore new patients. So um, I think uh, a, a real important thing is to sit down with your people who are scheduling and your team and say, look, we still have to set goals. Um, in, in my practice, um, the, schedule, the schedule is the, score, is the scoreboard. It's, you know, to me, um, a lot of you that know me know that I like to make work a game. And so that schedule becomes the scoreboard and you really need to um, set it up, set your goals and uh, go forward. You can't just let everybody come in and uh, become like that stage one practice where you're just just working harder, faster and, and taking in and, and at the end of the day being exhausted and feeling like, OK, I just I, I helped a lot of people, but that you got to help yourself, too. So, Matt, let me ask you let me ask you a question here, because this is really, really yeah. important. And you're talking about this. I'm thinking how many how many doctors that start a new practice or they purchase a practice or they they're just in that hamster wheel spinning and spinning. How many of those doctors wait till the very end of the month? And they look at the month to see, it, to see if they're successful or not. And the reason I ask that, because you just brought up a good point. You said you look at it on a daily basis. You have a daily goal. It's a game right. that everybody plays. Your whole team plays this game. True? True. And they're not yes. waiting till the end of the month to look at it. They're, they're looking at it daily. True? Right. Don't don't overlook this because because if you're going to start this reset button, I mean, it's a, something as simple as being a goal oriented practice. I kind of don't like that. It's not. It's it's creating a game where everybody's like, OK, we know what game we're going to have to play now. Now, hold on for right now. The first two weeks that you go get back may be a different game. You may not be able to 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 you may have a different game when you hit the restart button than the game that's a month later 
or two months later or three months later. And so I liked what you said about having meetings with your team leaders or meetings. If you're a smaller practice, maybe you just get everybody and maybe, you know, maybe you meet at the park and you, you're all sitting, you know, at least six feet away from each other and you talk about the future. And, right. and so when you think about the schedule, there has to be a plan there. Uh, I, I'm like you, I may have a bunch of denture patients to see. I may have a bunch of, uh, uh, uh crown and bridge or, uh, deliveries to, to see. I've, I'm going to have patients that have been in temporaries a very, very long time. And so those people might get moved up to the front, but Matt, let me ask you this. If a patient comes into your practice and they have a crown prepped, how long does it take? And I'm, I'm talking about before the, the pandemic. How long does it take from the day they have the crown prep to the day the crown is delivered? If it's well, done by yeah, lab, of course. Yeah, most yeah, mo, you know, most practices you got them back in a couple of weeks, two to two to four weeks. Well, what if what if what if after you get caught up, you can shorten that to ten days? Maybe now's the time to be talking to your lab that says, "Hey, we're going to start fresh." And once we get started, we want to shorten our turnaround time. And so um, uh, those are questions I would want to brainstorm with my team. And your team knows what your struggles are and your team knows what, what the challenges are with the schedule. But how many guys never, ever look at the schedule on a daily basis? What do you think the percentage is? I, most people don't because that's, you know, everything's by the month. How much did you do a month? How much did you do in a year? Um, we actually look at it by the hour and I know you do too. Yes. So, um, and I'm not saying through the day, but, but everybody in the practice, each hygienist, each doctor, um, we all have hourly goals. And so those hourly goals then, so if I work six or eight or 10 hours in a day, it just multiplied out by my hourly, um, amount that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Yeah, and that becomes your your daily goal. So our daily goal is different every day, depending on which doctors are there, and you know how long our day is. So, um, you know, I used to <laughs> when I first started practice, I always thought, you know, it's kind of dumb when you say, well, you know, August was a great month, and then you look and you say, well, yeah, we worked thirty days. <laughs> it wasn't a good month, was it? No, you know, so so you know, so what I did, I I actually made every I. There was a time when I, I 15 days was, I did 15 days was my month. And so, so I actually set the computer to 15 day increments, uh, throughout the year. And, and then it, then it dawned on me. It's like, well, that's, that was kind of dumb, but at least I could tell whether we had a good month or not. It was a good 15 days or not. So then we, then we just backed it up and we went to hourly and, and daily and so on. So, um, so as a process for me, but, but you really have to, you know, it's a comparison of apples to apples. And so, um, you, you need to, to, to set those, those daily goals. And let me, let me, but, let me say one thing real quick, because you, you know, if, if somebody's listening right now, we're, we're talking about monthly goals versus daily goals and, and versus hourly goals. And Matt, the, if, if somebody was taking notes right now, I would, I want a culture where I could at any time. Now we wear the headsets, uh, everyone in the office wears the headsets, but at any time I can ask any employee, what's our number? And they can tell us what our number is for that day based off of our goal. And that's, that is, that is part of our, part of our culture. Now you brought up the month of August. It was a great month, but you worked 30 days. Well, it's still a good month and it still could be a profitable month. We, when I'm comparing month to month, I'm always looking at daily averages. So if it's a 14 day month, a 16 day month, a 20 day month, what's our daily average? 
And when you back up and you look at it, you know, from the big picture, that daily average snapshots going to tell me my daily average of collections, my daily average of production. And I know you're a numbers guy too, and it's all part of the game, but what, what is that daily average? And, and, and I think that's going to tell me if August really was a good month compared to the others as well. I would rather have a high daily average on a month of August where we're going to work 20 days versus maybe uh, a high daily average the month of July where we might work 12 days because of, because of we take off for 4th of July or something, or maybe over December and Christmas, we take time off. Right. Right. So, so let's, let's take this back to, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, we come back and okay, maybe those first two weeks, um, we're going to, we're going to seat some, some bridges. We're going to put in some denture. We're going to get, some sort of somewhat caught up with that Good. get going with height again. Um, but, um, but I think it is really after that, uh, I mean, there's still, it's going to kind of go on and on, but, but uh, you know, it just makes sense to, to get to the people that have been in the temporaries the longest and, and then just feed them in. And um, uh, I mean, in our practice right now, we're, you know, right now here where it's beginning of April and they're talking about May and we're kind of putting people into to June and then bringing people forward. So, um, so I think a good strategy is, is that you do put people out still a little bit further, um, but still control your schedule. So just like any other time um, in, in the normal year that we had is, is, is if you can't fill in, if you're making your schedule, you're templating it out, if you will, so that you can have a productive day, because it's important to have productive days because you want to have some money come in so that you can pay your bills and, and do all that again. But, but uh, obviously if things fall through, you still have this sort of reserve of people that you can bring uh, forward who will be more than happy to come in earlier to get, you know, bridge seatings, crown seatings, um, those kind of things. So I don't think you have to do it um, all at once. Um, and so that's what, that would be my approach to um, working these schedules is, is to have some control, but, you know, realize that you're going to have to see some people in the beginning and who knows, I mean, with all the things with the aerosols and all that, we, we may be going into our practices uh, kind of, kind of tiptoeing in a little bit. So we may be sort of forced to do sort of non aerosol inducing things like, you know, crown seats, um, uh, denture, denture placements, that kind of things, uh, putting in, uh, implant crowns, that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, who knows, but I just, I just want the message to be that you need to control your schedule. You need to set up those daily goals. Um, and is there anything you want to add to that? I, I do. I, 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 I know we, uh, when, when you think about, the, the doctor. And when you think about it, with, let's talk about the solo practice. Um, work the numbers backwards. What what do you want to produce on a yearly basis? And then what does that look like divided by 12? And if the average month you're going to work 16 days, well, what does that monthly number divided by 16 days, what does that look like on a daily basis? Okay. And then now as a, as a practice that has a, has a daily goal well, you got two hygienists and one doctor. Well, if each hygienist, let's gonna let's say he's gonna do maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand a day, you take that away, and then what's left is the doctor's production. And so, I I like to call it controlled chaos, kind of like an orchestra. If you've ever been to an orchestra and and there and, and and you've seen them all tuning their instruments in the beginning, it sounds chaotic, but then. Once, once the maestro gets going and it starts playing beautiful music, everybody does their part. And so when I think about starting a scratch practice, Matt, 
you had to make sure everybody understood what part they had to play from the front desk to the assistant so that you could have this controlled chaos when all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is a beautiful thing. And there's going to be a lot of training involved. There's going to be some leadership involved, but I don't want to overlook the fact that work the numbers backwards, figure out what you need to do on a daily basis. And then you're not really starting a scratch practice, but I want you to talk to your team from that standpoint that, Hey, consider we're, we're starting with a blank slate. What would you do different? What could we do different? And listen, some of you have employees that have been with you five years, 10 years, 20 years, get their input. Maybe start right now by doing a zoom meeting or start texting or emailing your thoughts and have you have them start emailing or texting their thoughts back. Uh, you know, we, we have great people working for us and, and just don't, don't miss this opportunity for me. And for you, Matt, this could be a once in a life. Oh, let's hope that, that, that that's the case. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for us to take advantage of this and have better systems, have, have better control uh, from that. And, and so, you know, there's lots of strategies that come from this, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a reboot um, for sure. And, uh, and that's the thing too, is um, don't, don't fall into the trap of just waiting to hear that start date um, and then just kind of walking into your practice and the start date. You, you just can't do that. I mean, when I started scratch and I know when you started scratch, there was a lot of mystery and everything, but there was a lot of things that you were thinking about ahead of time. And, and so it's the same thing here. There's a lot of things you have to think about ahead of time. And, and if you have some veteran employees, um, you do want to reach out to them. And now, I mean, it could be that, uh, you find out um, could be it looks like we're going to have a start date of two weeks. Well, um, you know, with the loans that are hopefully going to be available and and things like that, I mean, I, I think you have to think, okay, I may be having to start to pay people, um, you know, a couple weeks ahead where we start with some part time meaning meetings or uh, maybe even getting into the office, uh, resetting up some things. Um, but it's 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 not going to be. I mean, you've had your time to sit back and, and that time is not the time to sit back and really shouldn't be sitting um, back right now. No. Uh, there's things to be thinking about and and um, and, and working on. Um, and, you know, let's talk about, um, you know, when we do go back in. So, uh, John, you know, I'm a, a big advocate of extending hours and and uh, and and. Uh, you know, being available for the, for the customer, better customer service through being available. And, uh, I know I've talked to you through the years and, and, uh, and you've, you've started to do the same thing and, and, um, and patients really appreciate it. And so, you know, now, um, you know, through all this crisis, we've had healthcare people that are on the front lines working, um, you know, long hours doing every, they're there for, they're there for the patients. Right. And, and it's very visible. Meanwhile, dentistry, um, we're just kind of sitting back, not because we want to, but we've been mandated to for sure. But, you know, we don't have a whole lot of visibility, but there is going to be a need when uh, people are ready to come back. And so, um, and probably a pretty good backlog of um, broken teeth and things like that, that, that people have had to wait on. All of us have had those calls where I broke a tooth, doesn't hurt. Um, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see you after this, this is over type of thing. So, um, so now that I've had to wait and, you know, who knows how many weeks or months. And so um, I know that might be the normal thing in 
before where people had to wait a little bit, but now they've already done their waiting. That's right. So we have to be ready. We have to be ready. You know, we, we have to be ready. And, um, you, you talked about, you know, we're talking about strategies now when we start back versus strategies six months from now. And it might be a little different, but, but you're, you're right from an hour standpoint. Um, what, what, and, and from us helping on the backside, you know, all my employees are home now and we've been reaching out to them and talking to them on a, at least a weekly basis. But when this thing hit, when, when this thing hit us, I, I, I had a, I had my last big meeting and we had it at a, at our local church and, and we we're in, in a, in a gym that our church has and we we're all spread out. And we took a group photo with each person at a table, at least 15 feet apart from everybody, you know, and, and this is our, this is our pre pre shutdown meeting. And the one thing that we talked about over and over and over is those people that are running to the fire right now. And so as we're talking, you think about the people in New York city or the people in, right. in Louisiana, all those people that are in healthcare and Matt, guess what? We're in healthcare. You and your employees, you're in healthcare right now. I'm in healthcare right now. And though we've been shut down, and yes, we're taking phone calls, and and yes, we're putting patients on antibiotics, and yes, I have seen a couple patients this week, not very many, because they don't, you know, we're just trying to keep people out of the waiting rooms. But when it's our turn, you think of those nurses that are working 12 hour shifts, that are staying away from their families, and they're doing all they can to help these sick people in the ICUs. And it's crazy in New York City right now. Why am I bringing that up? Because how many patients, Matt, do you see on a daily basis? I love numbers. What's your daily average of patients right now? What is it before for the whole pra- for the whole practice. for the whole practice? What is it? Uh, we see at least fifty patients a day. I think our number is fifty-eight, um, and and uh, some days it might be forty-eight. Some days, but I think on a monthly average, it's right around fifty-six to fifty-eight patients a day. And if we're off the month of April, well. I've already expressed to our team, it is we're in healthcare now. There, like you said, there's going to be lots of problems. It's our time, and I would encourage everybody listening to this to t- start talking to your team this way. We've got to help our patients on the backside. We we've got to be ready to serve our patients because we we've, we've been putting them off. And I'll put, you know, how long can you put somebody? If a patient calls today, the beginning of April, and we put them on antibiotics, and two weeks later the tooth comes, you know, the patient calls back up and they're hurting again. How long can you put them on antibiotics? At some point, you're going to have to see them. This is something right. we've never seen before. But when we get permission to get going again, um, we're probably going to going to need more hours than than the norm. And and I, I'm explaining this to my team now. The first two to three to four weeks, we may be working a lot to help help get caught up. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I think, um, extending hours makes, makes a lot of sense, but again, uh, what depends on how many doctors you have and, and so on and so forth. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, if you're, if you're starting a practice, which is essentially what we're doing, uh, one of the first things you got to think about is I got to hustle. Mm. Uh, and I don't, I don't hear, I haven't heard that word too much anymore. <laughs> I heard it all the time when I was playing sports. Mm-hmm. I know you did too. You got to hustle, you know, come on, hustle up. Right. So, um, so there's going to have to be some hustle and, um, and, you know, I have uh, a lot of millennials working for me and, um, and millennials are great people. They, 
they they think differently than we do. They challenge um, challenge how we think. Um, but the the one thing that um, they get they get sort of wrote about is is that uh, that they're called lazy, and I don't think that's really necessarily the case. Um, it's just that that generation, the younger generation, they need a cause to rally around. Mm. So um, in my office, uh, my millennials are, are hard workers. They still think differently than I do. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and we have some challenges that way, but they, we rally around the cause and, and, and what our cause uh, is and what always has been is that we're helping as many people in our community to have healthy, comfortable, com- comfortable and confident smiles. And so, uh, and then we have a whole list of values that we've gone through and that they've helped develop. Um, and so, you know, if you have a cause, millennials love it. Um, and you, you notice that millennials um, tend to love uh, sort of not, 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 not for profit companies. Um, somehow to them, that means that there's a, a higher cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so they rally around that. So this is a perfect higher cause. Here you've had these people that have been basically put off to the side, have huddled, you know, had to huddle in their homes. Some of them, a lot of them that we will see will have had, you know, had been sick, uh, went through all that. And now they got tooth problems and they're looking to us to hustle up and rally around that cause. And so I think if, if you get that message across to all of your team that we're on a mission here. Mm, that's uh, good, man. And, and it's going to be hard work. Um and we got to put our heads down and, you know, crank out some dentistry, uh, not just to crank out dentistry because, because that's our, that's our calling right now. Um, I, I think if you do that, you're going to get, you're going to have your sort of troops rally to what, to what you're doing. And you said you thought that there would be, you know, and I, I agree with you, there could be a one to two week time period before we're ready to get started. And this is when you, you, and maybe you start talking to them right now about this is how, how you're, right. you're, you know, I personally am taking phone calls. If a patient calls the office, they get, they get a recording of me and mm-hmm. um, they, they are given a second number. If they call that second number, I answer that call. These are my patients. I have two associate doctors. We have five hygienists, but I'm the one taking the calls and I'm getting two to three calls a day. It's not a big deal, but I'm there for right. my patients. Now, right. on the backside is we need to be talking to our team. And I, I could not agree. I could not agree with you more that it is a cause. We've got to help these people. And, and, so, and so when you think about that cause... We also have a business to run. It's not just about a cause. It's about running a business. And right now, um, we are probably, you know, we, we are not running a business for profit. We are running a business to help people. And we're helping people by putting them on antibiotics. And we're doing what the ADA and the CDC says. And we've shut down our doors. But when that starts back up, Matt, I, got, I have a question for you. If there was one strategy, one strategy that you think should be implemented immediately. I know we talked about extending our hours and I don't want to overlook that because, because if a guy works a, you know, if the average doctor does $500 per hour, now we're talking about the business of dentistry and maybe the solo practice works eight to five. Maybe now he works seven to six and he could add an extra one hour a day. Um, you know, that, that could be, a whole lot of profit. I mean, let's, let's run through that. If you work an extra hour a day and that hour is worth $500 and, and you work 20 days a month, that's an extra $10,000. That's a lot of profit that goes 
during a time when a lot of us are going to be taking out loans, whether it's the PPP loan or an extended line of credit, we have to do something to keep our businesses open. So that could be an additional $10,000 just by adding one extra hour. So let's not overlook the fact that adding hours in the beginning, um, that's going to be really important. But after we kind of get caught up and once we set these ground rules for how we're going to do the scheduling, Matt, what would you say, this is the perfect setup, by the way, what would you say is, is your number one thing on a day-to-day basis to help you hit that, not that yearly goal, not that monthly goal, that daily goal, or really the hourly goal? What, what, what would you say it is? Yeah, well, it has to be same day service. Yeah, I agree. Um, and again, um, Potentially, you're going to have more broken off cusps on teeth than than you've had in a long time, right? Right. So, um, so in most practices, someone comes in, they go, "I broke a tooth." Okay, they come in, uh, take an X-ray, you know, do the exam, and the patient's told, "Well, you need a crown, so uh, we'll get you scheduled for a crown." And in a lot of offices, that very proudly say that, "Well, yeah, we're busy. We're scheduled six weeks out." Um, and, uh, and the, and the doctor's proud of that because they, they've got the solid six weeks of productivity on their schedule, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the, the patient's told, guess what? Okay. We can see you on week seven, yeah. uh, do that crown. And I just, um, that makes me nuts. Yeah. You, because... you just cringed, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, so, I think I just threw so up we, in my mouth, Matt. Okay. <laughs> That's just the worst thing ever to put a patient out six weeks, but yet we all beat our chest and say, man, look at me. We got a solid practice here. We're scheduled out six weeks and it's just nuts. Right. Right. So, I mean, so, um, and, and, and to, and to those of you, that I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but if, if you feel like, you know, well, that's just how it has to be. You need to figure that out. And, um, because, uh, every patient in my practice, before this even happened, um, the first thing, uh, let's say they come into hygiene or if they're an emergency patient, whatever, after we go through it, and this is what you need, whether it's, a, you know, and we're talking basic things, couple fillings, uh, you know, uh, crown, a couple crowns, whatever. The first thing they're asked is, if we can work you into our schedule today, would you like to go ahead and stay and get that done? And that's for basic bread and butter dentistry. That's what I heard you say. Basic bread and butter dentistry. Right? Right. Okay. Right. Now it can be extended to doing same day implants. And, you know, I, there are doctors that do that. Heck yeah. We but do it every day. Right. But, but let's just keep it basic. Let's keep it, you know, a crown, a couple fillings, that kind okay, of Okay. So hold on, hold on. Tell me, tell me the terminology again. What, maybe you're, maybe this is a toothache patient. Maybe this is a new patient. Maybe this is a patient in hygiene. What question do you ask? Yeah. So, so the question is, and it has to be this way, if we can work you into our schedule today, would you like to go ahead and get that taken care of today? That's good stuff. If if we can work you into our schedule, would you like to go ahead and get that taken care of today? Now, do you believe, do you believe your patient is a patient sin? I'm sorry. Do you believe your practice is a patient centered practice? Well, absolutely. And that's the message that you're giving with that because here's, so people worry about that. So they're like, well, what, what if, what if we tell the patient, no, it, it's actually okay. It's a win. It's still a win because what you just said, John, is what you said by saying that to the patient is you respect their time 
and you respect them as a person and you're trying to do whatever you can to get things done for them. So if the answer comes back and it's not from the doc, the doctor is not deciding this. There you, you go. You're asking, or your hygienist is asked, doesn't matter. Somebody's asking this, but it's not the doctor's not being asked this. This is basically, you know, the schedule master, whoever's doing that or, you know, and so they come back and, and so it's not the doctor saying no, it's just that our schedule saying no, you know, gosh, we're really sorry. It can't work today. Uh, and the, and the patient's like, Oh, well, I just really appreciate you, you know, trying for me. So, um, so you so never, you, you know, never, you never ever say, Hey, let's do this today. That's not, that's not no. your approach at all. Uh, no. you never say, wow, that tooth has a bad crack in it. We, we need to do it today. No, 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 no. Cause then your staff's going to be mad at you. Okay. <laughs> because- all right. And, do you, and, and not, not because they're lazy is because they already know that you're already got three other people in three other rooms that you don't know about, um, that are, are waiting. <laughs> so now you've just changed and you made it a negative culture where everybody's mad at the doctor because you're running behind and you don't need to. That's why you say it in the form of a question and you say, if there were a way we could do this today. Right. So if there's no, if there's no way they can do it, that's okay. Right. Right. And then the patient may also say, no, I'm sorry, I've got another appointment that, but I really appreciate you asking. So you, you never lose with that mm, question. Mm, the patient feels taken care of because you're trying, but, but if you, if, if you say, if there's a way and, and, or if the hygienist says, Mrs. Jones, if there's a way we could do this today, would you want to do it? Mrs. Jones says, yes, I would love to. Well, let me check. Right. Well, yeah. if she checks and, and, and it can't be done today, is the patient mad? No, no, I don't think so either. They're actually, they're actually stunned that you even asked them mm. that question. Yeah. Now why? Okay. So, so, so you're just starting this scratch practice, right? And you're, you're just, you're, you're, or it's the COVID-19 restart, whatever you want to call it. So this is a great strategy. And here, here's my question because we need to plan for this now. And so when we're, when we're, when we're planning for this now, why is it, Matt, that the patient would want to, why would they want to do it while they're here now? The patient's in your chair, the patient's in the hygiene chair, and you ask the question, Mrs. Jones, if there were a way we could do this today, would you want to? Why would they want to? Let's talk about that for a minute. I, I, I don't think, I don't think uh, dental offices or, the, or, or dentists think like a patient often enough. Let's take for just a minute, let's think like the patient. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, think about, you know, a lot of times we don't even think about all the things that a patient has to do to even get into your office. That's right. right? They got, they got to spend time making the appointment. Then they have to ar- arrange their own schedule, uh, whatever that might be. And, and some people it's more complicated than others. Um, but everybody has other things going on and let's face it. Um, people would rather be doing a whole lot of other things than going to the dentist as, as nice as you are, as nice <laughs> as your staff are, there's, there's more, more to life than visiting us at the, at the dental office. So, so it's a hassle. So all that, so that just got wiped off the slate of, of their life. And now they're there. They're, I'm, I'm here. Okay. I, I, I if at most they might have to say, well, I have to call, I have to call my office. I have to call my wife for a second. And, uh, you know, how long can, you know, how long will it be to get this done? And then you make a good estimate on that and then go. And, uh, those patients are always grateful. Always. Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree to give them the option. They would rather while they're there, 
they don't have to worry about talking to their boss again. It's almost like they have permission. They call their call their the, the owner of their company or call whoever they have to call, and they say, "Hey, I'm still here at the dentist. I'm going to be running a little bit late. Is that okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's fine," because they're already there. And so this same day service strategy, it is a beautiful beautiful thing. And, and you, we've already hit on this. I'm going to hit it one more time right now. It could possibly be more staff. It could possibly be more hours. It could possibly be, um, non-productive stuff as in a bunch of denture checks, a bunch of deliveries. It, when we start, get the, when we get the green light to go back and your patients in your chair and you're delivering a couple crowns on them and they have other dentistry to be done. I mean, there, there's a chance to do it right then. I mean, the first day we get back, there's a chance for more production because of maybe we're maybe maybe the first day back. All I'm going to do is I'm going to deliver 30 crowns on maybe maybe I don't know 10 patients or something. I'm just throwing that out there, but because I they've been in temporaries forever, 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 and I don't know when. Say we start back May 1st or or June 1st or June 15th. Those patients have been in temporaries too long. That's a different way of thinking. But now right. on your regular day. On your on your regular day, um, every single day, you know we're we're caught up now. Let me ask you a question, because I I, I know what my number is. I want to ask you your number. When we talk about this same day service strategy, whether it affects you, or your associate doctor, or 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 your practice, a multi doctor practice. Here's my question, Matt. What percentage per month? is your same day service percentage. Meaning if you're doing a hundred thousand dollars every single month, what percentage of that hundred thousand do you think comes from same day service dentistry? Well, uh, in our practice, it's anywhere from five to 15%. So, um, you know, it depends on the month, right? So, uh, you know, and it depends on what you've already got scheduled. Uh, You know, sometimes you may have really great, uh, diagnosis, and you may have really great uh, treatment acceptance, and so your your schedule is is pretty packed with uh, people that have basically signed on the dotted line for their treatment, and uh, you need to commit, you know, to to doing that that dentistry over, over the next two to four weeks. Um, but um, and there's other months where there, it might, that may be kind of light, and so so then the uh, same day dentistry becomes uh, a, a more priority in, in your strategy to making your numbers. So you have, you know, quote unquote, holes in your schedule. And so, so everybody's looking. And, and so, so here, here, there's, there's sort of different aspects to it. One is everybody has to be looking for it. So who's everybody? Mm. Well, it's every, you know, it's the front desk, people making the schedule, they're looking, the hygienists are looking ahead. What does this patient have a uh, treatment plan that hasn't been done yet? Um, and then the assistants are looking at uh, existing patients that are coming in for the day. Like you gave the example, someone's coming in, they're, they're seeding some crowns, and, and the next thing is they're supposed to do a couple more crowns in a different quadrant. So everybody's working together looking for that. That's really that good. Dentistry. That is really, really and, good. You know, in the near future, let's not forget that people are going to act like people. And what that means is they're still going to get sick. They're still going to forget their appointments. Things are going to happen in right. your schedule. You're, if you're thinking that your schedules is going to be packed and everybody's going to come in because they've been gone for several months, you're living in a fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
So, so same day treatment still has to be in your mind and asking the question the way we just said, you still keep asking that even if you do have a bunch of crown seats scheduled that day, as you see something go, you still ask that question because unbeknownst to you, your next two or three crown seats just, uh, just canceled on you. And so now you have a hole and that's even going to hurt more when you're first uh, starting up because you're going to be like, oh, we were all geared up and now we have a hole in our schedule. Well, guess what? It's going to happen. So, so, so strategy has to be there to, to fill that. Okay. Up. So I have two, two, two parts to that. Um, you, you started this scratch practice and maybe you're a single doctor, but maybe, maybe you're in a multi-doctor practice and you're the new associate. What a great way. Well, let me ask it this way. Have you ever, I mean, your practice closes at five o'clock and it's, it's four o'clock and they worked in a toothache or there's a patient that from three to four o'clock that is a hygiene patient and they've broken a tooth and this is real life stuff. And your assistant or your hygienist says, you know, you know, uh, Mrs. Jones, if there were a way we could do this today, would you like to? And they're like, yeah, I've been hurt, hurting for a while. How often does this happen right at the end of the day? Now I'm not talking about work until nine o'clock at night. I'm talking about having an efficient team that that is willing to do whatever it takes to help their patients because that's what we're what we're dealing with when we get back. But when life settles down again, Matt, how often are you guys doing dentistry right up to the end? Uh, well, as much as possible. As much that's right. <laughs> So that that end of the that hour at the end of the day is the same hour as at the beginning of the day. See, um, mm. so um, so and um, it's only annoying if you're not prepared. So I'm glad you brought that mm. up because the other side of this is not only all eyes looking for this, but are you prepared? And and so uh, you know your assistants, your 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 uh, front office staff have to be prepared. And so what the front office staff has to be prepared, they need to be able to go over financial arrangements. Um, you need to have those ready to go in your office. Right. You need to know your patients. And so when same day comes up, you, you got need to know, okay, this patient always pays or, you know, this is how they pay. I mean, those are the kind of things that kind of information um, as you're reviewing your day that, and, and you're looking at this patient and you're saying, well, this patient has some more dentistry. Well, do they have insurance benefits left? Are they kind of an insurance minded patient where that would be important to them? Um, you know, are they a good um, paying patient? How do they usually pay? You should know all those. No, wait things. a minute. Wait a minute. How's the doctor supposed to know all this? You're, you're, no, you're, I, you're doctor, the doctor. I, you listen, listen, I'm, I'm the dentist here. How am I supposed to know uh, everything you're talking about? Well, that's the beauty, John. Is the, is the longer I've been practicing, the dumber the dumber I've been able to get. I so love I, that. I, I love that. I should say not dumb, but clueless. Clueless. Is my, I am clueless about any of that stuff because. Uh, so that's your job, and 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 that's and I'm glad you brought it up that way because it's usually the doctor that's saying no. It's usually a doctor looking at, oh, yeah, it's 4.30. I don't, I don't really want to prep a crown rate. Yeah, no, you know, I don't want to do that. But if the team says, comes to the doctor and says, you know, Mrs. Jones needs a crown. We've got the finance taken care of. Uh, we've got the room set up. Uh, the hygienist is, is, is already giving anesthetic. We just need to step in for 10 minutes and get that prep doc. Yeah. So how is that a different story? Let me ask you this. And, if all you have to do is prep one crown, 
and you're not even passing the burrs. Somebody's giving you the burrs and you're not even moving. And your number one job is to prep that crown with the most beautiful margins you've ever done. Your, your job is not to make the temporary, not to place the cord, not to get the emperor gum impression or, or, the, or, or to digitally scan it, whatever you're doing, I don't care. But your job is to do the most beautiful prep in the world. How hard is that for you? It's almost embarrassing, John. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. That way, I, maybe, I hope nobody that's not a dentist listens to this. <laughs> well, well, listen. Any good business, <laughs> any any good business, is only as good as their team. Is only as good as the people around them. And don't don't foo foo this away because you have a well oiled machine that they're not cutting corners. They're not doing shoddy work. They're doing beautiful dentistry, beautiful temporaries, beautiful impressions. It's all overseen by the doctor. And that's what we do too. Now, right. now and you, that's where, and we're talking about stepping out of a, uh, a, a stage one practice right here. I mean, we're, we're definitely into a stage oh, two no. practice. No, we're, we're, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. here. So let's go back for just a minute because you're talking about daily communications. You're talking about um, possibly what can we do today. You're talking about good financial arrangements. You're talking about knowing each patient's story. And that's all done by other people. And you also brought up the clueless Dr. Matt Vandermolen. Vander, Dr. Matt Vandermolen is very clueless because you have all yeah. these people that do the chart research. They have relationships with them. And, and you're really talking about something that I wasn't expecting to come out of here today. You're talking about a team-driven practice. You're talking about about a goal-driven practice, but a tr practice driven by the team because of the goals, because of the higher purpose, because of the cause, not because of the doctor. And you're really talking about the morning meeting. I, I, we're here talking about same-day service, and and we're hitting on. We're going to have to maybe do a podcast talking about the importance of a morning meeting because you're right. you're. This is a lot of. Great, great information. Um, you know, when you think about efficiency and you think about the assistant team, and and so now let me run down this road for just a minute, that same day service at four o'clock. And, and when you, you brought up efficiency, that's having a, a tray set up that's defined and it's minimized. Right. It doesn't mean you, you have to have 37 instruments and, and every single aspect. No, what is the bare minimums that you personally need to do a bonded restoration or to do a crown prep? And it should be the same setup. That setup should be the same. Um, and, and you know what, Dr. Vandermolen, you know, Matt, how often do you get done early? And if you get done early, can you do more dentistry on that patient? Or, or could, could the assistant say, Hey, um, we're going to get done early now. Um, we're ahead of schedule. Is there any, any opportunities in hygiene or, or from the front desk? And there's that communication again, probably going back to the morning meeting that says, you know, we, we need to see this other patient if we have a chance to get ahead. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the morning meeting, uh, you know, going back to the the game and having the schedule as your scoreboard, uh, the morning meeting is, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, you use a sports analogy where, uh, you know, the team sort of huddles up in, in their uh, clubhouse or, or whatever. Um, and there's, you know, talk some some of the strategies of the game and then and then sort of pumping people up, too. So, 
Um, so yeah, I mean, communication, communication, communication. So, you know, we're, that's coming through on what we're talking about today is that uh, you're communicating to your team now ahead of the time. This is what we're looking forward in the coming weeks. And then, uh, of course, uh, intense communication within the, the structure of your day. But, but listen, Matt, I, you hit on something earlier. I've got to spend just a, a little bit on. You said that 5 to 15% per month right. Of, is comes from same day service. Now, um, uh, there, there was a very, very, uh, there was a pretty, pretty cool magazine, Dental Economics, and Dr. Joe Blaze said this years and years and years ago. This could have been 20 years ago. He said there's a difference between the dentist that can retire rich and the dentist that has to work extended years because he can't really retire. It was, a, it was an interesting article about it. And number one, it's things like setting goals and things like controlling your schedule. But when you just bring it down to the very basics, he said the difference between the dentist that can retire rich and the dentist that can't really even retire, it comes down to the dentist doing one more procedure per day. And Dr. Feck with Sunrise, uh, Dr. Tony Feck has, has preached this to me for over 15 years. What's that one more procedure? And how efficient can you be? And what kind of systems do you have? And so if you're a practice that's doing, let's say, $100,000 a month to keep the math simple, and now you're going to do an extra 15% of same-day service, that's $15,000. So if a crown's $1,000 and you're working 15 days a month, you're doing one extra crown per day. Matt, right. if you do an extra $15,000 a month, how much of that is profit? Almost all of it. Almost all of it. So now let's say you have an extra $10,000 worth of profit. Well, that $10,000, my friend, is going to go a long way to pay off all these loans. You got to keep your business floating, you know, because we're going to need that. And all joking aside, life, some of this is a type of a game. And, and, you know, we have to help our patients and we have to have this cause, but, but I have to take care of that's a game itself. That's a game itself. What you just described is how do I do look look at the schedule? And if, if all you folk, you can make it that simple, here's our schedule. We're going to do one more thing than what's on the schedule. Mm. We're going to do everything on the schedule and one more thing. And if someone drops off, we got, we got to make that up. And then we got to do one more thing on top of that. Wait. So if you made that the game and kept it simple, um, that would be a nice game to play. Yeah, but you know what you're describing. We just you ju- you just sit here. You just described a game to add something to the day to make the day better. And if if I was to des- describe that, I would say a team bonus system helps with that game. I wasn't expecting to yeah. go there either, but you just brought it up. We, we, we barely, barely touched on a morning meeting and communication, mm-hmm. and now you just touched on a team bonus. Um, right. And, and you know, you, you can't play that game if only the doctor can benefit. And right. so if you're going to add 15%, let's say, let's say you're a practice that does $200,000 a month and you could add 15%. Maybe you got a, got an associate and a couple of, you know, two or three or four hygienists and now you're doing 200,000 a month. Well, what's 15% of 200,000, Matt? 30,000. How much of that's overhead? How much of that's profit? Uh, well, mostly that's profit. Mo- in that, addition. That, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so now you, you, the doctor can't just, you know, you can't do everything and you definitely can't push your team to play this game unless there's something in it for them. True. 
Yeah. I mean, there has to be something in it for everybody. It has to be. Um, it has to be. But this same-day service strategy, uh, I, I like to think of it as part of our culture and how are we going to yeah. help people. Yeah. Uh, people don't right. want to wait six weeks. They don't want to get rescheduled right. back six weeks and have to take time out of their busy lives again when if there's a chance they could do it today. And if we can't do it today, sometimes they've said, well, I could do it tomorrow morning at 7. You know, we can't do right. it today. We're too busy. But yeah, we can squeeze you in in the morning. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes it even, uh, you know, our schedules are because we're very scheduled people in our day. But a lot of people have some latitude. So you can do same day. Might not have to be right now. So it might be 10 o'clock in the morning. And my team will say, They'll come back and go, ah, we can't do it right now, but we do have an opening at two o'clock this afternoon. Oh, that's good. Like to and a lot of people will say yes to that. Mm. Uh, so that helps the front desk because they're, they're looking, oh God, we got an opening at two and, we, and they're not seeing anything. Well, here's the same day. Well, let's just ask them. Um, and, and a lot of times that person will say yes to the two o'clock. So um, you, you have to open your mind to those, those kind of possibilities. And, uh, it's amazing. I mean, you, they always say you get what you're looking for. Um, but you gotta be looking for it. So if you're not looking for same day treatment, you, you'll never find it. <laughs> you'll be like, what are you talking about? But listen, um, listen, the doctors that are listening to this right now, they might think we're both pretty crazy, but I would challenge you. Um, I'm, I, I would just challenge you to, uh, uh, may, maybe we need to talk up, talk, do do another podcast talking about the, the value of the morning meeting and the value of a team yes. bonus system, because that would be good. if we can empower our team the proper way and, and it, and you know, you know, the numbers are a score because it is a game, the numbers, um, and the game is important because if everybody understands that game, I, I, I would challenge the doctors listening here. Um, we're not a toothache focused practice. We're not a drill, fill and bill practice. I know your practice, my practice. We're a comprehensive uh, right. dental practice. We do a lot of different procedures. Matt Vandermolen, I know you do a ton of dental implants. I know you do a ton of implant supported restorations, whether it's removable or fixed. Uh, I, I know you, and we're not talking about just you know, just the toothache practice here. We're talking about a comprehensive practice that understands the value of helping people. And sometimes helping people might mean a cracked tooth that is causing pain that needs to be protected with a full covered coverage restoration. So absolutely. So that's, and that's, that's where you really get it, John, is that, uh, some, some people will say, Hey, I want to have, I want to have a comprehensive practice. I, I just want to pe help people. I just want to have, I want to do full mouth dentistry. Well, that all sounds great. But again, do you really know your patients? And, and patients don't think like that. No, they and don't. They have, they have no clue to even what that even means. Mm. Um, and what I always tell my team is when someone calls and, you know, and we review this at our meeting, uh, you know, we have a new patient exam. Well, why are they coming in? Oh, they, they, just, um, you know, they, they want their teeth checked. No, that, that is not. You know, that might be all they got, but they called because something is bothering them in the recent past here or right now. And that's our job is to figure out why they, why they call in. And I, I'll even, because if, you, if you're having problems getting out of the patient, the first thing I ask is like, you know, what made you pick up the phone to call us? Do, do you, oh, well, 
you know, well, oh, well, I, you know, I, I had his toothache, or toothache kind of bothering me last week. It's not bothering me anymore now, though. You know, yeah. it's almost like they, I apologize, you know, and uh, well, let's, let's talk about, tell me about that, you know, because and you get to that and you might just fix one tooth uh, and it could be something really minor. You sent a message to that patient that you, you're, you're there for that patient. You're, you're listening to that patient. Do you know, do you know what you and just did? Go ahead. What you just did was, was uh, we, we, we talked about, um, we, we, we've talked about the value of a morning meeting. We've talked about the value of a team bonus. And now you're talking about the value of the, of, of the new patient process, the value of the yes. new patient exam, the value of whether that new patient exam is a toothache, is a hygiene exam, or is it a comprehensive exam? You just went off on a whole nother direction that would take somebody's practice to a whole nother level. I hope they understand what they just heard because the the secret is 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 the art of asking questions and the art of listening. That in itself is a very, very long, beautiful <laughs> podcast, the new patient process. Uh, how the front desk hand, handles the calls. Get ready, guys. We're going to be talking more if you, well, if you can listen to it. Um, but, but I have to tell. I have to tell tell our tell our audience out there. Um, uh, you're hearing some great stuff. I mean, uh, there is no more passionate person about. Um, and I don't even want to call it. The, it's not really the business of dentistry. It's just the whole function of dentistry. It really what it what it does for for our patients clinically, but just on a whole person level, you're not going to hear anybody more, uh, more passionate about putting that all together for, uh, himself, his team, his patients, and everybody that touches the life of, of John Phillips. So I, John, I just love that, that you're here. And, uh, I'm glad that you've agreed to kind of do a series of these things because now more than ever, uh, in this post-pandemic time, we really, uh, really got to focus on what I would call fundamentals and 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 showing people the way through these different stages of growth. Because so many were kind of hit with, you know, here's how you see new patients, or you know, here's how you do a morning huddle. Those those are great, but um, I'm glad we're able to sort of put those in the context of how you grow your practice um, in a in a systematic way, and that that all our viewers, all our, our listeners can, can in their mind say, okay, he's talking about, you know, how I can jump from stage one to stage two, or, and then we're going to be talking about stage two to three and then three to four. Um, so, you know, there's all these elements that build in and, and it's hard not to talk about things that are going on in later stages in stage one, but, but, um, you know, hopefully if you are a stage one practice and you're, you feel like you're beating yourself up, hopefully you have some hope here that um, you can move forward. Well, and, well, listen, uh, but, listen, it, it, talking about hope, I have to interrupt you. If you're a stage one practice, if you're just starting from scratch, if what, whatever your situation is, I don't care if you're doing $30,000 a month. I don't care if you're doing $1,500 a day. I, I don't care if you're doing $30,000 a day. It makes me no difference. Everything that we've heard here today well, well, those are basic fundamentals that every practice should be doing. It's not like you get to a, a higher level, a stage two or a stage three or a stage four, and you forget about this. It, right. It's like the, the, the great football coaches, the Vince Lombardi's every year, Vince Lombardi would start off practice and he would hold up this brown object and say, okay, boys, he's now remember this is an NFL coach. He would hold up this brown object and say, okay, boys, this is a football. 
He said, okay, okay, boys, this is how the linemen get in stance. This is how we huddle. This is how we run routes. He went to the basic fundamentals every time. And you see that with coaches like Sean Payton with the New Orleans Saints. If you if those NFL football players don't exit the huddle with the proper cadence every time, they do it over. Because it comes down to fundamentals. It comes down to be having a, a focus on the fundamentals. And and so don't think for a minute that if you if you get to the point where you and, and I've done this before where we've forgotten who we are and your practice yes. falls flat on their face and you have to stop and you you stand up and you knock the dust off your heels or the dirt off your shins and you say, wait a minute, what in the world just happened? We lost our way. We forgot what made us successful. And everything we've right. talked about today, uh, 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 successful scheduling, having a plan for scheduling, having a, a, a daily goal or an hourly goal, talking about same-day service, talking about office communication, morning meetings, a team bonus. We'll get to all that. But all those things are part of that fundamental foundation. And, and you know, right now we're able to really take a deep breath We've gotten our minds away from the daily grind of doing just dentistry. And now we're thinking as visionaries and as leaders. And and it takes me right back to the beginning. And so I don't care what stage you're in. This applies to you today. So Matt, thank you um, so so much for having me. Now, I have to ask you a question. Go ahead. Everybody that's in our group of Sunrise Dental Solutions, Mm -hmm. do you find that they all think like this to one level or another versus compare that to what you're seeing at your local dental society clubs, you know, your dental society meetings, what's the difference? Right. So, uh, you know, sunrise is, is unique in that, um, that every practice, uh, and there's multiple, multiple practices that are represented in sunrise and they all have different takes on, uh, you know, cause we all have sort of different specialties or different things that we really like to do in, in dentistry. Um, but they all share the same fundamental, uh, values and some of the things that we've talked about today work for, uh, every practice. And, um, you, you'll never meet a, a more genuinely, um, uh, interested and highly valued group than, than the people that are in sunrise. Would you agree with that? Well, I I agree. They're just humble. Uh, everybody's open to sharing. And if, if you are a practice that's doing a million a year and you want to get to 3 million, there's somebody that you can talk to. And there's a lot of somebodies. If, if you're at 3 million a year and you want to double that and get to 6 million a year, there's a lot of somebodies there that are doing that and they're all humble and they're ready to help. If, if you want to have multiple practices, you know, um, there, there's people that have multiple practices. I, you know, pick, pick a scenario in dentistry and there's somebody there in sunrise. And, and the difference is, I think is that there's no egos, there's no attitudes, and when everybody is there to help each other, it's a beautiful thing because I don't have to blow smoke up your rear because right. I know what you're doing and how can I help you? And ultimately, right. um, I might need help from you and, and how can you help me? And so, right. um, don't, don't overlook, don't overlook that. Why, why, why would I be taking time out of my busy gardening schedule, because I'm a gardener now, or I'm, I'm fixing to leave here and go check cows 
uh, because I'm not doing dentistry. We raise Angus cattle. And so I'm going to be doing yesterday. I spent all day in the, in the flower bed with my wife uh, and I can only rearrange my sock drawer so many times. Why would I take time away from my busy schedule to do this? Because this is good for me. I'm, I'm going to come away from this more focused on the fundamentals. And I know you are too. So Matt, thanks you so much for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you too, John. And uh, until next time, uh, that's it for our podcast. And we look forward to uh, speaking with you again. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Dental Master Series, a periodic podcast on timely and stimulating topics for the success-driven dentist. You can find more Dental Master Series podcasts at sunrisedentalsolutions.com or by searching for the Dental Master Series on your favorite podcast app. The Dental Master Series was created by Sunrise Dental Solutions, an exclusive community of highly successful practicing dentists who have succeeded through different paths, working as a group to meet the collective needs of their clientele. To learn more about how Sunrise Dental Solutions can optimize your practice and assist you in defining and achieving your vision, call 1-800-750-0737 or visit sunrisedentalsolutions.com.